Hello, and welcome to the Resort Hoppers podcast. I'm B, And I'm Jay. Together, we're siblings who love Walt Disney World and love Disney vacation planning. Today, we're discussing some of our favorite places to get coffee on Disney property. And we'll be playing a game of our own design in which we plan a hypothetical Disney vacation. So, B, I know you're a coffee lover. I am... A coffee fanatic. You could say addict. That word might be tossed around. So let's get started. So my number five place in Walt Disney World to get coffee is Ghirardelli at Disney Springs. So this is more of a place to get like a fancy desserty espresso type of beverage. But they do have regular drip coffee. They have great espresso. They have frozen drinks mixed with their delicious chocolate sauce. So it's my number five. My number five is Fuel in the Dolphin. I stayed at the Dolphin last time. Not necessarily the greatest place, not like a super great coffee shop. Mostly grab-and-go place to get breakfast. Um, They had a pretty good cold brew when I was there. And I did not get the nitro cold brew, which I am interested in. And having done a little bit more research on it since, I kind of wish I had tried it. It's a little bit more expensive, but it is infused with nitrogen, similar to the way you would infuse something with carbon for a carbonated beverage. It's supposed to be softer, silkier than your normal your normal coffee. So it could be a wild card next time I go. That might rocket it up my future list, but for now, uh, it's number five. Number four for me is an animal kingdom, and it is Isle of Java. And if you say it fast, it's I love Java. As do I. As do I. And they have good drip coffee and good espresso, good lattes. I think once I got a some kind of rum latte thing, and it's delicious. So my number four is the Royal Anandapur Tea Company in the Asian section of the park. It's essentially just your standard Joffrey's cart, but it's it's got nice theming. It's a good place. I had an iced mocha there. You can get just your standard Joffrey's menu, espresso beverages, iced or hot. When I was there, they served it with a paper straw, which I think eventually all of the parks are going to be moving to paper straws for just about everything. But I think Animal Kingdom is leading the way, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Animal Kingdom and Animal Kingdom Lodge have had paper straws maybe since the beginning because of the the actual animals there. Mm -hmm. Goes along with their core value of uh, conservation and and environmental protection. So my test drink for most coffee places is is a mocha. I like iced mochas. As do I. It's something it's, it's hard to get too wrong, but also has a lot of room for greatness if they do a really good job. And I enjoyed my ice mocha just before getting on Expedition Everest. So number four, Royal Anandapur Tea Company. Yum. My number three is also a Joffrey's, and it's the Joffrey's by the Canada Pavilion at Epcot. Ooh. I don't know why I like this one more than all the other Joffrey's, because there's a bunch of them in Epcot and otherwise, but something about it. It's the best one. <laughs> I think I think the cast members are better there. I'll get a mocha, ice mocha. Um, they have some frozen kind of granita beverages there. They have a frozen chai that you can get with a shot of Bailey's. And it's a, a fun cold beverage to sip while you're enjoying World Showcase. Joffrey's Canada. <laughs> yes, I uh, I believe that was my first Joffrey's cart. I got that on my 2017 Epcot trip. Said, I want coffee. And that was the first place. So my number three is Boardwalk Bakery. 
I had the cold brew when I was there. It's a good place uh, to stop and get breakfast, especially if you're walking to Epcot from the boardwalk or from Swan and Dolphin. I had that on my way to a tour, so it was open very early. I was one of the only people in there. Had a cold brew with caramel and cream, and that was that was pretty good, and had it with a bagel. So it's a good place to get breakfast to go along with your coffee, and a good place, especially if you're heading to Epcot early and you want to have a nice leisurely stroll into the park. It's a good place to get caffeinated on the way. So my number two is actually a group of restaurants. And that's all of the Animal Kingdom Lodge restaurants, <laughs> because at any of them, you can get a press pot with their Kenyan blend. And it's so good. I love me some French press. And I love a good roast and a good blend. And so you can get that at Boma, you can get it at Chico, or you can get it at Sanaa. Mm, delicious. I know I've had that at Boma. My number two is the bakery in Norway that I'm going to pronounce incorrectly here. Uh, the Kringla Bakery Og Cafe in Norway. Good theming, good atmosphere. It hasn't been completely overtaken by Frozen. Not completely. It is more of a dessert place than a coffee place. They have a ton of dessert, but they do have some good coffee options. You can get pretty much all of your standard hot and iced coffees, espresso drinks. There's Viking coffee with some coffee liqueur and Bailey's Irish cream if you're into that. And they make it with the pre-mixed, pre-sweetened iced coffee. So it's like, it's a dessert cocktail that is made with coffee. Yep. So uh, good coffee, good atmosphere. And that's my number two. Honorable mentions. All right. So actually, two of your choices made my honorable mention list. Nice. So I'll start with those. And that was Kringla and Fuel <laughs> in the Dolphin. Another honorable mention for me is Sunshine Seasons in okay. the Land Pavilion at Epcot. And one of the reasons is this is one of the few theme park quick services where you can refill your own drinks. Ooh. And this is like, you need a break inside and you need coffee and you need a couple of cups. So <laughs> you get a cup, you go enjoy it, you go refill it, you go sit down and enjoy it again. My honorable mention, I just have one, is the Starbucks location inside of Disney's Hollywood Studios. Of course, Starbucks is a little bit controversial being in the Disney parks. I think most people are okay with it being in the springs, but inside the parks, it seems a little sacrilegious to put Starbucks on in the bakery on Main Street, USA. But for Hollywood Studios, I think it works pretty well. Themed well on the inside, got your standard Starbucks menu, got all your normal options. Starbucks is never going to be the greatest coffee in the world, but it is never going to be the worst. It's consistent. Decent quality coffee. If you need an iced coffee on a hot day at Disney's Hollywood Studios, it works pretty well for Hollywood Studios more than it does in the other parks. Yeah, I mean, if you're a regular Starbucks drinker and you want to have some consistency and enjoy the same thing you enjoy at home, then there you go. You got Starbucks in every park. So I have two honorable mentions, two more honorable mentions, and those are Contemporary Grounds, which is in the first floor of the Contemporary Resort. It's your standard kind of coffee shop espresso bar but it's in the contemporary so <laughs> you get to enjoy all that fun theming and then my other honorable mention is any resort food court <laughs> and it's basically for the same reason as sunshine seasons you can keep refilling your coffee you can make your own iced coffee by putting a lot of ice i mean like fill your mug up with ice completely 
And then if you take sugar and cream, you put that in and then you fill it up with coffee. It cools it fast enough that the ice doesn't all melt and water it down. But then you have iced coffee. So those are my honorable mentions. All right. And my number one is actually a table service restaurant at the Boardwalk. Mine is the Espresso at Trattoria Al Forno. Nice. Granted, some of my high opinion here is going to be spilling over from having a lovely meal there and enjoying the bread, and I had a good pizza. I uh, ended the evening with an espresso, and the, the waitress brought it and asked if I need any cream and, and sugar. I took one sip and said no, and she was like, yep, it's, it's that good. It was great espresso. I had two shots black. As much as I try to be a coffee snob, I don't always drink black coffee. I don't drink black coffee that often at all, really. Uh, but a good espresso or, or a really good siphon brew, I'll drink it black. And especially with the richness of espresso and, and the texture of it, great atmosphere for, for a dinner. Um, good time to have a sit-down meal. They do also have affogato available, um, and it's authentic with gelato instead of ice cream, as those of us who make it at home usually do. And for those who don't know what affogato is, what is it? Affogato is ice cream or gelato, if you want to be more correct. And then you pour over a shot of espresso, and it is very, it is so very good. good. Yep, just just plain vanilla gelato and the espresso. They work so well together. It is one of the best desserts. It's a good relaxing evening. Get a couple friends together. Go have dinner. Pretty hard to beat Italian food and espresso. Yum. And my number one, Kona Cafe for the Kona Blend Press Pot. I love Kona Coffee. It is my favorite. It is not cheap and it's not always easy to find. So it's a splurge and it's a special occasion. But Kona Cafe in the Polynesian has a good Kona blend. I mean, you would hope so since, you know, it's their name. I am a big French press fan. The pot has enough for two people to each have at least like a cup and a half, depending on how much you put in the cup. You can kind of stretch it out to be two cups each. And it's delicious. It's a good value. And it complements the food at Kona Cafe perfectly. Yeah. Uh, of course, Joffrey's is the uh, primary s supplier for coffee at Disney World for most of the coffee that you're going to be getting around property. I actually, sometime in the near future, I think I'm going to order some. They do roast it when you order it. They don't have a, an inventory on site, so they roast just however much they're going to send out. So that means you're getting freshly roasted coffee. The best way to consume coffee is usually within three to 10 days of roasting. I'm, I'm not sure on the how how well Disney handles that inventory. You might be getting older coffee. I don't know. I'm, I'm not uh, privy to the logistics information, but at least Joffrey's, they're doing their part to get you great fresh coffee wherever you are around Disney property. Yeah, I mean, I really like Joffrey's coffee. When I go to Disney, I don't go to Starbucks, not because I don't like Starbucks, but no. because I have it here. I have it at home yeah, and I can have Starbucks anytime. So Joffrey's is a little bit special and it's a good, consistent quality. All right, resort hoppers. Today, we're going to be doing an experiment we designed something of a game to come up with a somewhat random Disney vacation that we are going to plan. We're going to roll some dice, and that's going to give us the number of people, their ages, the number of days and nights, and an approximate budget for that trip. We are going to assign them tickets, a hotel room, and plan out their meals for the entire trip. Okay, so let's get started. First up, we're going to roll the number of guests on our hypothetical vacation. Here are the dice. I'm shaking them in front of the microphone. 
All right. We rolled a 10, which means we have five guests. Okay, five guests. And we need to roll the ages of those guests. So first guess is eight. So we have 36 to 60. Second guess. Roll is nine. Oh, that is also 36 to 60. 10. We have another 61 plus seven. So we have a 21 to 35 year old. And for our fifth guest, another seven. So we have another 21 to 35 year old. Okay, so I'm thinking this is an adult couple, maybe 161 and 160 ish. Okay. And then they have three adult children in their 20s and 30s. What do you think? Okay. My initial thought was that we had three generations of Disney people. Ooh. So we have, uh, you know, probably some 20s ish people, two siblings, some parents, and a grandparent. I like that. Let's do that. Okay. All right. So we've got grandparent, mom and dad, and adult siblings. Sounds good. Let's figure out how long our trip is. All right. We have five nights and six days. And let's find out our daily budget. We rolled a six. So our daily budget is $720. So for tickets, for food, and for lodging, we have a total of $4,320. So we should be able to make that budget work for us. So I'm going to suggest for this group the four park magic value ticket, which allows them to go to each theme park for one day. One day in Magic Kingdom, one day in Epcot, one day in Animal Kingdom, one day in Hollywood Studios. They can't double up on days, but this way they make sure that they get into each park. And the total for five guests for this ticket is $1,810.50. Okay, let's talk about the resort. I'm thinking value. Yeah, we're probably going to need to do a value so we have some money to eat. All right. I'm looking at all-star movies. Okay. And what's the rate on that? The rate on that. So I'm looking about six months away so that they have time to make some dining reservations. And in the value season at the end of August and beginning of September, it is $125 per night. That comes out about $1,250. Yes, and that includes tax. Okay. And that will leave us for food, $1,259.50. I say we earmark some of that for one nice meal. Yeah, Uh, they deserve one nice meal. And then quick service for the rest. So we we shouldn't go too extravagant on that meal. We can't afford Victoria and Albert's unless three people are going to starve the entire trip. Did we decide we wanted the first and last day to be travel and no... Yeah, yeah, okay. let's do day one is travel, and, and day six is travel, and then the four days in the middle will be park days. So maybe for their last night in a park and the last night of the trip, that should be a nice table service meal to celebrate. I like that. Um, so then I guess we want to end in Epcot, presumably, if we're going to have them eat in the park. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so... What, what Epcot restaurants do you associate with celebration that aren't extravagantly expensive? So no Le Cellier. Nah, maybe, maybe Chef de France. 
They okay. like French food. Electric umbrella. Electric umbrella. Uh, we could do Spice Road table and let them watch Illuminations. I think that's a good idea. I think we're both. Let's let's do Spice Road. And okay. let's say that's going to be about 30 per person. Yeah, we can make that work. They they just won't, uh, they won't get dessert probably. Yeah, they might share some appetizers. So that'll be, we'll give them $180 for that meal. So okay, that'll be their so nice meal. Our remaining food budget is... So we still have $1,079.50 left after that. All right. So day one, Magic Kingdom. Let's say that they brought their breakfast and for lunch. Let's send them to be our guest. Okay. Because they should should have one, like, special immersive dining experience at Magic Kingdom. I think that's a good idea. And be our guest lunch will be about 15 per person, maybe 20 if everybody gets a cupcake. Let's say 20. Then that will come out to about $100. All right. So after our two big meals, our, our two anchor meals, we're going to have $1,000 and some change. How about Magic Kingdom dinner? Maybe we send them to Pecos, Pecos Bills. Bills. Yeah. Okay. And um, that... That can be done for ten bucks a person. Yeah, I think I think that's reasonable. So fifty dollars for that dinner. All right, where are they going on day three? Okay. Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom? Let's let's send them to Hollywood Studios first. So Hollywood Studios, not the biggest food park. Do we just want to send them to the commissary for lunch? Sure. Um, we could probably do that. Maybe sixty, seventy bucks. I mean, there's like a chicken strip meal for nine ninety nine. There's a salad for nine ninety nine. There's a vegan burger for twelve ninety nine. Okay. I um, mean, it goes up to like eighteen, nineteen dollars, but they could probably do like twelve dollars a person. Okay. Yeah. Somebody, uh, grandma might not be too hungry, so let's go ahead and budget <laughs> about sixty dollars for that. Sounds good. And for dinner, I want to check out the price for sci-fi. Okay. Yeah, if we can if we can swing it, that would be a very good experience for them. That's kind of the quintessential Hollywood Studios dinner experience. Yeah. In my opinion. So these entrees are ranging from sixteen to thirty-three dollars. Let's say everybody gets a twenty dollar entree. Uh let's budget a hundred thirty for this meal. Okay. Which means we've got eight hundred five dollars and fifty cents left. Okay. So not doing too bad. Nah, we're doing pretty well. Okay. Day four, that'll be Animal Kingdom. All right. I'm looking at Animal Kingdom restaurants. Um, Well, they got to eat at Satuli Canteen. Because if they're going to Animal Kingdom, they're going to Pandora. Okay. Do we want to make that lunch or dinner? All right. Here's what I'm thinking. They have dinner there. And for lunch, they take a break and visit Animal Kingdom Lodge and go to Sanaa. I'm liking it. Okay, let's see how how the uh, budget works out, though. So let's say about $15 per person at Satuli for dinner. Okay. They have to get bread service. Have you been to Sanaa? I have not. <gasps> well, soon. So the bread service is $17, but okay. everybody's sharing that. Entrees range from 14 to 28 So let's say everybody gets about a $20 entree. Okay. So $117, and then we need to account for tax and tip. 150 maybe? 
Yeah, let's say 150. So then that leaves us $580.50. So day one, maybe they're going to go to Disney Springs. I'm thinking we might also want to give them maybe an Epcot breakfast. So maybe send them to France. Yeah. uh, If we have the money. So we'll just say we need one travel meal on day one on their... Yeah, yeah. Let's say that they they flew in and they arrived around dinner time. Oh, I mean, Disney Springs has changed so much... In the past few years, there's so many choices. I mean, the quintessential Disney Springs quick service is Earl of Sandwich. They're going to get out for under 10 bucks a person. These sandwiches are like 7 $8. So we can give them 50 and then if they have any change, they can go buy some souvenirs. Or yeah. souvenir, singular. One a souvenir. souvenir. Yes, like a pencil. And then that leaves us five hundred thirty dollars for for Epcot breakfast, lunch, and then a meal or two on the last day. So we may be able to spruce up some of our other meals. I'm thinking so. I'm thinking they can actually buy breakfast. Okay, so Epcot breakfast. They're all adults, so I don't know if they're going to be into characters. Yeah, I don't think they need to go to uh, Ocker House. How do you say it? I was Ockershus. I mean, I don't know how it's pronounced in Norwegian. But Akershus, there's also Garden Grill. They do breakfast now. I mean, if they eat breakfast at Garden Grill, they may not need lunch. Well, we can give them some snack money instead of lunch, maybe. Maybe sure. Um, August, that's food and wine time. They can snack on some food and wine for the for that day. Okay, so Garden Grill is about thirty five per person. Thirty five a person. So tax and tip, we're probably looking close to two hundred. All right. Do we maybe want to just say give them twenty bucks a person and that can they can snack around for lunch? Yeah, so a hundred total. All right, so Epcot Day is is taken care of. They're good. They're they're living large on Epcot Day. <laughs> it's our most expensive food day, but surprise, <laughs> no other way to do it. All right, let's go back on these days when we did not give them breakfast. Yeah, they can get uh, breakfast maybe at the resort one day. Yeah, I'm thinking... Maybe $50, $60 one of those days. Um, What are the options at All-Star Movies? I mean, you've got like your Mickey waffles, you've got your bounty platter, but you can also get like a croissant. Okay. So maybe like $40 for those days. Okay. So one day of that leaves us $190. Do we want to do breakfast? Yeah, let's let's just give them breakfast every day. Out of the goodness of our hearts. Of our imaginary money heart. And that leaves us $110 for day six. All right, I'm checking out the Kona Cafe breakfast menu. It's saying $14.99 and under per adult. Yeah, so the most expensive thing is the Tonga Toast, which is $16, which I mean, somebody's getting the Tonga Toast. If you're going <laughs> to Kona Cafe, somebody is getting Tonga Toast. Everything at Kona Cafe is a lot of food, so they could probably get four entrees and split them among the five, and then they have some money for coffee. Fair enough. Let's just say it, that's... That's the whole budget. Exactly, one hundred ten fifty, and whatever they have left, one hundred ten fifty. Whatever they have left goes to pins. Pin. Yes. Singular. One a pin. <laughs> All right. If they do happen to have a little bit left, I mean, they can they can do some snacking. Let's go ahead and recap the whole trip. All right, we have five guests. One is sixty-one plus. Two are between thirty-six and sixty, and two are between twenty-one and thirty-five. We're assuming that there's a grandparent and a mom and dad and two adult siblings. Their trip is five nights and six days. Our total budget is $4,320. They are getting the four-day magic ticket 
which runs $1,810.50 for all five of them. Mm -hmm. They're going to stay at All Star Movies for those five nights. They're going to stay in two separate rooms for a total of $1,250. All right. Their total food budget is $1,295.50. So, wow. So the food budget and the room budget are About almost the same. equal. Yeah. Yeah. Day one, we have them coming in and having dinner at Disney Springs at Earl of Sandwich for $50. Day two, we're going to give them breakfast at the hotel for $40. That should give them enough for croissant and some coffee. Um, we're going to have lunch at Be Our Guest. Going to be our most expensive Magic Kingdom meal that day. And then dinner at Pecos Bills, one of my favorites. Day three, they're going to Hollywood Studios. They're having breakfast at their hotel, All Star Movies. For lunch, they're going to the ABC Commissary for about $60. And for dinner, they're going to have a little splurge at the Sci-Fi Dine-In for about $130. Uh, day four, they're going to Animal Kingdom. Once again, they're going to have breakfast at their hotel in the food court. And they're going to take a little field trip to Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani Village, for lunch. And they're going to eat at Sanaa and, of course, enjoy the bread service. Of course. Of course. For dinner, they're going back to Animal Kingdom. And, of course, they're going to Pandora and having dinner at the Satumi Canteen. And day five, the pièce de résistance of our food. They're going to get up nice and early and have breakfast at Garden Grill. We're going to budget about $200 for that. And then they'll... Snack around for lunch at the food and wine kiosks. Figured that's a pretty big breakfast, so they'll want to have something smaller for lunch, and that'll give them some good variety. And then we're going to get them a reservation at Spice Road Table for dinner. Around Illuminations time, we're going to budget about 150 for that. And finally, day six is their travel day home. So we're assuming that they're going to have breakfast on the trip and then leave. And they're going to take a bus over to Magic Kingdom and then take the monorail to the Polynesian. And they're going to enjoy breakfast at Kona Cafe. And that's going to use up the rest of our budget, which is $110.50. All right. And hypothetically, if they have anything left over, they've got a few bucks here and there for a souvenir. We assume they're older, so they probably don't need too many. Or maybe they have some from a previous trip. So I think that's a pretty good trip. Um, let's go ahead and book it. That, that sounds great. I mean, I want to go. Okay, B, I think that should wrap things up for today. I don't know about you, but I had a great time planning that vacation and thinking about coffee. I think I'm going to go make some for myself right now. Me too. You can find us on Instagram at The Resort Hoppers, Twitter at The Resort Hop, and Tumblr, The Resort Hoppers. You can also visit us at theresorthoppers.com. Or at our homes. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a Disney question or a suggestion for a show topic, you can contact us via social media or email us theresorthoppers at gmail.com. And we have a fancy new contact form on the website. It's so fancy. And new. <laughs> on and it's website. on the website. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is going to be like 15 minutes of... <laughs> Not nonsense, which that's fine. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's going to be a two-minute episode. <laughs> like, Kona Cafe, the end.
Life is an endless void. Welcome to the Resort Hoppers podcast.